welcome to Adam's Rib. It is our goal to uplift, encourage, and guide women in becoming the person that God intended for us to be. We believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for our sins and rose again so that we could have eternal life. We want to guide you in figuring out God's purpose for your life. No subject is off limits here. We are Adam's Rib, and here we go. Hey, this is Jessica. And I'm Lindsay. And this is Adam's Rib. Your girls are back again. This is episode 78. You tried it. Devil, you tried that. You tried that, devil. said, no, devil. We rebuke the enemy, the adversary, Lucifer. She's feeling it already. (laughs) Already. Let me tell you something. Well, first, B's in the building. What's up, B? Yo. We got we got our boy on here. Yeah, no, his name is Brandon. I don't ever call him Brandon. I don't know if I ever will call him Brandon. I just don't call people by their real names like that. But anyway, um, yeah, so we got B in here. He's on the mic with us today. Uh, this episode, man, y'all go like this because I'm gonna like this. One. I'm gonna feel this one, and I'm gonna tell you why. So it's t- the the title is "You Tried It." But this is about how the enemy has tried to destroy us, how he has tried to come in and steal, kill, and destroy us. But through the works of God, through the power of God, through God's healing power, healing mercy, uh, just God being who he is, we defeated the things that the enemy tried to use to kill us and to take us out or take us off our game or try to take us away from something that God was trying to bless us with. So... I'm excited about this episode because this is an episode where if anybody's going through something right now, you're going to hear testimonies on this episode from the three of us today. And hopefully you'll be encouraged that it don't matter what you're going through. The devil's going to try. The enemy's going to try. He's going to try. That's his purpose. His purpose. Last week we were talking about knowing who you are and, and knowing your purpose. Well, understand and always remember that the enemy's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. That is why he, he is sent here to try to knock you off your game. But, but God. Oh, yes. don't get me started. But, <laughs> but honestly, but since you was talking about the enemy, I think we have to keep in mind the enemy only has the power of what we choose to give him. Exactly. Or whatever God allows. So that is why Absolutely. we have power over the enemy because mm-hmm. we, we're fueling his power. Exactly. Which is why it it, it it almost seems foolish to fall for his lies because mm-hmm. he has no power. But I mean, that's he truly the thing. doesn't. And that's the thing. A lot of times I don't think we realize that the enemy is coming from a place of lies, mm-hmm. lies and deception. And I think we get so caught up with the with when the attacks come, when they happen, we get so caught up emotionally that we're not looking at things from a spiritual aspect. Yeah, we're not recognizing yeah, it. Spiritually yeah, spiritually speaking, you have to recognize when the enemy is coming to your doorstep mm-hmm. with what one of my, my my students calls it lies and fabrications. <laughs> you have to recognize when he's coming to you to he the only way he can get you off your game is with a lie. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. the enemy is always gonna try to convince you that God ain't moving. Yeah, yeah. he did it with Eve, yeah. but he, he always working. <laughs> he's all, God is always up to something on our behalf, working for our good. Mm-hmm. God is never leaving your side, no matter what's going on. And and a few episodes back. I talked about how sometimes I struggle when I don't see something, but mm-hmm. that's the whole purpose of faith. Faith is something that will get you, carry you through, but and it's something you have to be cogn- mindful of because God ain't never stopped working. He ain't never stopped, and he ain't never going to stop. Mm-hmm. 
But the enemy is sure going to throw a lie in your face to have you believing that he is not looking out for your best oh, yeah. interests. Oh, yeah. Because he's going to try to attack in every area of every your life area. except the spiritual part because there's so much power in that area in that area that he can't even put so he's he would be automatically defeated yeah so of course he's going to attack your body he's going to attack your mind Mm -hmm. he's going to attack your finances your Mm -hmm. relationships all those other things that you are so attached to Mm -hmm. so it becomes a distraction that's Mm -hmm. why he that that's why he tries to specialize himself in working uh while your emotions are all over the place Mm -hmm. because while your emotions are all over the place, then basically your mind is attached to that and you're not thinking about the spiritual aspect of what's going on. Like, you're Mm -hmm. not thinking about, uh, like pretty much when your emotions are all over over the place, you're giving the enemy too much attention Mm -hmm. and he wants you to keep your, he wants you to keep your mind off of God. Mm-hmm. And what God can do for you, for you. Mm-hmm. It kind of goes back to what we was talking about in the last episode. Like once you know who you are, mm-hmm. like you know, the enemy once has a hard time trying to attack you, right? And trying to get in your head. Like, but if you don't know who you are, he's going to attack your. He's going to attack those areas and have a field day with it. Yeah, because you know? I think something that I don't know if we mentioned it last week, but that's something that people have to recognize when you know who you are, especially in Christ. That that gives you like power, like. That gives you a, a, an advantage and some power that you already did that the enemy is trying to take away from you already. Yeah. Um, knowing identity and knowing who you belong to, that gives you some strength that you maybe didn't have when it's just you by yourself. Um, and I just I don't know like the enemy he he's a tricky little sucker and he will play on your emotions because emotions can be so distracting. Like, and I'm not saying, like, you ain't going to, don't cry sometimes, don't get frustrated, don't get sad, because that's just, we're human. And so we're going to have emotions, we're going to feel things, but the, you have to also know when to reel it in, because when you start letting them emotions get out of control, that's when the enemy sees you as, like, a perfect target, and he will just pile it on, and he'll pile it on. And that's why, I mean, I know for me, I have seen, I have people in my life that I've watched them you know, be defeated because they just let their emotions take over so hard and so much. And they got so caught up with just the tricks of the enemy that they didn't give God enough fight, enough power, enough um, control. They didn't give God Mm -hmm. enough control to let him do him. Mm -hmm. And so the emotions distracted them from the spiritual aspect of this, the spiritual realm. And then before you know it, the enemy didn't got them. And I think it goes back to, because we're not recognizing that, our battle's not against flesh and blood. It's not. You've got to fight spiritual battles Spir- with spiritual weapons. We talked yeah, about that. We have spiritual warfare. The, the, thank you. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. go back to that, that episode. Yes. Good <laughs> reference. <laughs> Very good reference. But what are some like, examples, since we kind of given, you know, just our own testimonies, I guess, what are some examples that maybe, you know, y'all feel like the devil tried it, but God. But God. But God. Hmm. Nobody? Okay. Well. I'm trying to think, too. Here go, here go brother, brother, brother B. Brother Buffett. <laughs> brother Buffett. Well, I, I give an honor to God. Get that out a, your James Cleveland right now. Head of my life. No. Get out your James Cleveland <laughs> right doing, now. Let Jimmy today. Let Jimmy, let Jimmy live. Don't you? <laughs> 
All right. But uh, let's see. We should have wrote this down before we started. <laughs> I don't think we need to. We know who we are. Sure. Right. Um, actually, you know what? I'll go to a moment of my life where I was a teenager and I was battling suicide. Mm-hmm. I was battling suicide uh, because I felt rejected. And I was dealing with a lot of family issues around that time. Uh, you know, my grandfather was sick. His health was falling apart. Um, you know, both sides of my family couldn't get along because of other issues. I was dealing with peer pressure. So it's like I didn't have that uh, go-to. Mm. I didn't have that go-to at the moment. And mind you, this was a point I knew God. But I wasn't, I, I I wasn't putting myself in a position to be rooted in yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I was dealing with depression. I was dealing with um, unhappiness. I felt like my life didn't matter at that time because there was so much going on and nobody tried to help or anything. And I was dealing with church hurt. I was dealing with. Uh, hurt from you know my father not being there at the time that I needed for him to be and it's kind of I know that can be a sensitive subject in itself Mm -hmm. but there was a moment that I tried to commit suicide it was a fail as you can see I'm still here amen um it, it it was hard to try to deal with that pain because I was too busy looking for that admiration from other people instead of looking at God, Mm. you know, and the enemy was trying to keep my attention at that, that, that entire time. So there was, um, a moment where I was with my mom we were at some service or something like that. And literally, you know, God was speaking to me like, I have great things for you. I need you to be focused. I haven't forgotten about you. You know, God will literally take time to speak to you if you allow yourself to be spoken to. You That's know, right. so at that time, I'm just like, OK, God, like I need your help. I'm tired of feeling like this. I don't want to feel like this anymore. And. I, I literally out of nowhere, God just came in and gave me a sense of hope and sense of direction. I was able to get a job. I was able to see things come together in school. I was able to see things come together in my family. And it gave me a hope to know that, dang, God didn't forget about me after all. Hmm. So while the enemy was trying to bring me down through all these things that was going on, God had his hand on me the entire time to lift me up. So the enemy tried to take me out and failed. Mm. Yeah. He tried it. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's good. So yeah. I think a lot of people will identify with that men and women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, I actually have a very similar situation. Um, it was, I was, this was just a few years ago though for me. Uh, just ended, just got out of a really tough relationship, really bad relationship. Uh, me and my kids, we were living in a house, and I probably have shared this story on the air before, but uh, me and my kids, we were in a house, no running water, no no utilities at one point at all. Uh, 
I mean, I'm going to Marsh literally every day to the point one day a lady just asked, why are you buying so much water? Because I'm running to Marsh every day buying jugs of water, little bottles of water so we can brush our teeth so I can wash my kids up, figure out a way to cook for them. But I ain't had no money, so, like, food was getting real creative, like, because I just, I was I, I was hit, like, busted. And I just remember, like, one day my it, it, my oldest daughter came to me and asked me, like, Mom. Why does nobody ever want us? Why does nobody ever want to stay with us? Like, and, you know, she struggles a lot with her father being gone. And, you know, my youngest, she was so young. She didn't really, she doesn't recognize that she has an absent father as well. You know, me and my father was still just like kind of rebuilding our relationship. So it was a lot of things I wasn't comfortable sharing with him. And then now my ex had just left. And this was like who my kids have been around for two years. Mm -hmm. So... Um, it just, I remember just one day I finally had enough. I was in my bed. I'm just thinking about my whole life. I'm thinking about every bad choice I ever made. I'm thinking about every bad decision. I'm just thinking about everything that I did wrong to put myself and my kids in this position. And finally I was just like, I'm done with this. Mm -hmm. I'm so done with this. And it happened to be a bottle of pills next to my bed. And I took as many of them as I could. And I just remember like literally laying in my bed, crying out, begging God, just please kill me. I mm-hmm. cannot take this anymore. I can't I can't keep doing this. I I am no good to my kids. I'm better off to them dead than alive. Like just take me out, please. Like do my kids a favor and let me die. Mm. Because I'm not a good example for them. I'm not a good mother to them. I I would rather try to hang on to a a man that was no good to any of us and and, and literally like just ruining me and my kids' lives mm. at the time. And I'm like, so why, I mean, why let me stay here? This is, I'm no good for them. Yeah. So I'm, these are my thoughts. These are literally things that I'm crying out to God. Literally. I mean, I'm home alone. I'm taking these pills as I every, and I just, I got sick. I actually mm-hmm. ended up getting sick to my stomach. And I, and in that moment, that's when God said to me, he said, Jessica, you can't, you can't die mm-hmm. because the purpose that I have for you, the the assignment that I have on your life, you can't do it from the ground. Mm-hmm. People are not getting, women will not be free from you in the ground. Little girls will not feel like they have hope if you're in the ground. And you can't do it from your bed either. You got to get up. And I remember just being pissed off. I was so mad. I was like, no, no, this is not what I wanted. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. And you trying to tell me I got to stay here and uh, fulfill an assignment how what assignment can i do in the condition of my life in my with my life in the condition that it's in like i have ruined myself and you talking about assignments what Mm -hmm. and that was my that this was a actual conversation taking place in the middle of my bathroom floor i'm like i'm sitting here getting ready to get evicted out of my house i don't have no water to wash my kids up with Mm -hmm. and you trying to tell me i have an assignment but god was like he wouldn't get off of me. Yeah. He wouldn't let me go. He, you cannot die, and I didn't. I didn't die, and it's <laughs> amen, amen, amen. Like, and it's so crazy. Like, I'm every time I tell the story, it makes I want to cry. I'm, I'm trying to be tough, but it out, girl. it's just, it's just amazing to know that the enemy will push you to that point. He will get into your mind so tough. And when those emotions are so vulnerable, when you, it's almost like having open pores. <laughs> like when you, every part of your body is just open. And the enemy got in every part of me 
physically. I mean, I was at like the worst health, worst like health wise. I was at the worst I'd ever been. I had gained all this weight. Um, I was getting like uh, kidney infections back to back. Like mm-hmm. taking all kind of medicine. Like I was on anti anti-anxi- uh, anxiety medications. I mean, it was just like. I was in the worst place I had ever been. Financially, I was being attacked mentally, emotionally, spiritually. I mean, like, I was getting attacked from every angle. And I was just, I, it just got to the point I couldn't take it. Mm-hmm. So the devil tried it. He tried it. He did. He tried it. He almost won. I, I, I would say he almost had me. But it was moments like these where it, when you recognize that God is far more powerful than anything mm-hmm. the enemy can do to you. Because I am not, I didn't survive that through any will of my own because my will was death. My spirit was I'm done with life. And when God has a bigger plan and a bigger, uh, a purpose, when his will trumps your will, you, it's a fight, not even worth fighting. And so here, two and a half years later, nearly three years later, I'm sitting here, I'm on this mic with y'all sharing this story, helping to encourage somebody else. But all I can say is, but God, like when God has his way, he has his way. And he certainly had his way with me. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. That's good. Oh, my gosh. Man. My yeah. testimony is not quite that intense, <laughs> which is fine. Right. It's good. <laughs> you know, I mean, that was y'all's story. Thankfully, I've never tried to attempt suicide. I never wanted to attempt suicide, you know. Thank- and, I'm, and I will say thankfully because that's my yeah. story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but mine is. A little bit more softer. <laughs> um, when when I was in college and undergrad, I was never really been a good student. I never liked school. I just and it's funny because I work at a school now. But <laughs> <coughs> excuse me, never cared for school. And so my GPA wasn't that good in high school. My GPA was not that good in college. Started working and everything. Once I started working this particular job, I was like, okay, if I want to move forward within higher education, because that's what I do now. I work in higher education, and I'm going to have to go and get my master's. So long story short, a co-worker told me about a conference up in Wisconsin, and it was like a higher ed conference where you go up there, you interview for positions at schools, whether it be for graduate assistantships or full-time jobs, so then, you know, you essentially get your degree paid for, right? And so I was like, Lord, I'm just going to give this to you because I knew my GPA was not that good. I was like, ain't no master's program going to take me. It's not that good. And... This conference is literally just a conference of interviews. You have interviews back to back to back to back to back all weekend long. And so left and right, you know, you have to have your transcripts and your resume. I had the work experience required, but again, I did not have the grades required to be admitted into the degree programs for the master's programs. And so, you know, and then, like, after after just like, some interviews, after, like, two days, when nobody really trying to, like, hire me like that mm-hmm. as far as, you know, coming down and actually giving me a campus interview and, and things like that. I just went in the bathroom. I sobbed. And I was literally about to leave. I don't know how. I flew there. I was like, I'm, I don't care. I'm going to take a taxi. I'm going to rent a car. <laughs> I'm right. just go home because this, this is stupid. There's just no hope. So God told me, you know, no, you know, stay. The conference ain't over yet. You, know, you, you don't know what's to come. So I'm like, you know, I'm here. You know, why not? Long story short, um, interview with the school that had never heard of or anything like that. The interview went great, um, and what's so in the school that I interviewed with was a school in Florida. And what's so crazy is that when I was going to the airport at the end of the weekend to fly back home, 
my plane was delayed and so was their plane the people I interviewed with so we like went out to dinner in the airport it was delayed for like hours mm -hmm. so I got to know them even more they got to know me even more and one of the women was like the department head of the program that I was trying to get into and so we had a good conversation and blah 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 so I'm trying to make a really long story short so long story short they ended up um, calling me down for a campus interview and I actually um, was able to actually be admitted into the program mm -hmm. and what's so crazy is that you're supposed to like interview typically for graduate programs and so a woman called me like the dean called me didn't even know she was going to call she's like hey you know it's now a good time to talk i'm like well i mean i guess so mm -hmm. so we just had a normal conversation she even said she's like you know she's like your gpa is not where we wanted to be at but she's like but my staff you know, they interviewed with you, said they really, really liked you. After talking to you, you know, you have potential. You know, I want you to invite you into this program. I was like, for real? Wow. It was crazy. And so, but then I still had to fly down there to continue to do additional interviews to actually get, you know, a, a graduate assistantship to get school paid for. Mm -hmm. School's expensive. <laughs> and so, and it's a private school, the school in Florida. And so... I didn't end up getting the, the GA ships or anything, and I was even, like, willing to even just move to Florida. I was like, forget it. You know, I'll just live in Florida. But And school is in Fort Lauderdale, like, right outside of, like, Miami, basically. I'm just like, it's expensive to live in Fort yeah. Lauderdale. It's so yeah. expensive. Yeah. So I was my mom, I said, Mom, I, I can't afford to live down here. This is not going to work. And what's so crazy, my mom was the one that actually discovered that degree I was admitted into. They actually offered, offered that program entirely online as well. Mm. And so she's like, you can just work up here and then just do the classes online. It's just that everything lined up. And to think, if I would have walked out on that interview, yeah. you know, initially, mm -hmm. I never would have ran into the school. And I loved my program. And everything just lines up the way the way God intended it for it to happen. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I did the program online. And what's so crazy is that I ended up starting a new job um, around the same time that I was supposed to start my program. And everything just lined up because... My program required for students to fly down to the school once a semester. You know, you present your case studies, you meet with the professors, you know, you, you do all this jazz for school. Mm -hmm. So I had a job where the job required for me to travel a lot anyway. So I was able to basically get my trips paid for while I was down there as long as I was still doing stuff for the job. Mm -hmm. So I was doing school at the same time, doing things for the job at the same time. And then my best friend literally just happened to live five minutes away from the campus down wow. there. And so I was able to stay with her. I spent not one dime all these years. And I was in school for two and a half years. All these years I went down there, I didn't spend not one dime. Wow. And then, you know, I got my master's, you know, you know, now. And it's just so crazy how things just just line up and like you say if, if i just would have just walked out none of this would have happened mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so you know we all three got to kind of speak it i hope this spoke to some people we have to wrap it up anybody got any last words to say i kind of wanted to do a roast session on the enemy but we can do that at some <laughs> we can save that for another time yeah we can say that we gonna roast the enemy <laughs> But I just really hope that anybody that's listening to this episode just stays, just stay encouraged. You know what I mean? Stay encouraged because the enemy ain't never going to stop. Like, he, he, and why should he? Because at the end of the day, I look at it like this. I kind of have an appreciation for the enemy and when he attacks because that's when I get to brag about God even, even oh, harder. Yeah. It gives me a moment. It gives me a reason to to tell somebody else why God is so good, why you should trust God, why you should put your faith in him. Because if I've gone through the, some of the things I've gone through, and I only told y'all one story. Right. Child, please. <laughs> I need about four episodes to tell you some <laughs> other things. But, like, 
if I was able to get through the things that I've been through, the struggles that I've gone through, God knows that he can, I know that God can help you get through anything that you're going through right now. So you got to stay encouraged. You got to keep fighting. And I will say this, anybody, because suicide is nothing to play with. And so if there's anybody listening that is in that season in their life where they're feeling suicidal, they're feeling like they have no hope left and they don't have a purpose here on earth, do not give in to that. That is just the enemy trying to tell you that you are worthless, but you are, you are have a great amount of worth your life has worth your your life has purpose and god has you here for a reason so don't give in to that feeling don't give in to that mess that is nothing but a trick that's a lie from the pits of hell it is it is it's a total lie it is a total lie you are created to do something amazing magnificent wonderful dynamic and god is going to give you all the tools you need to serve so just hang in there. Hang in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll catch y'all next week. Peace out. <laughs>